Hello and welcome to the Fiercely Awakening Podcast. My name is Tanya Holcomb, and I'm grateful that you're joining me on a journey to honor your story, reclaim your power, and answer your soul's call for greatness. With conversations on self-love, true nourishment, and natural healing, featuring transformative stories of divine intervention, unshakable faith, and living life untethered, you'll be inspired and motivated to release what no longer serves you, pursue what you truly desire, and trust your path. No, it is no accident that you've arrived here. You seek truth, activation, and empowerment. Your seeking led you to exactly where you need to be. You are Fiercely Awakening. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Fiercely Awakening podcast. So today, I want to dive into better feeling thoughts. Have you ever noticed that if you really tune in to the feeling that you're experiencing, it's because of the thought that you're having. It's the thought that creates the feeling. So if we have better thoughts, we will have better feelings. That's what I want to talk about today. And so how this all kind of came to be or how I was inspired to, to share this conversation with you is on Sunday night, my husband came into the bedroom. I was in Bryce's room. We were reading a book and he said, Hey, I need you to get the cats out of the room. He wanted to go to bed and we have two cats that are inside the house. You probably know this by now. We have sport and angel, two indoor cats, and I have two outdoor cats, uh, Maggie and Joy. And so, yes, I have four cats um, at my place. And so the outdoor cats, they have, you know, they have access to our garage. We heat the garage for them in the winter time. They have access to the pole barn. They are living the life of their dreams. And then our two indoor cats we recently rescued um, that were abandoned by their mama on our farm. And so, yeah, they are living the life of their dream too. So anyway, apparently the cats were in his room and sport, uh, was underneath the bed and he didn't realize that our dog somehow had managed to crawl underneath the bed and was harassing the cat. They, they often play together and stuff, but I don't know what was going on, but by the time I got into the room, um, sport was just literally like in shock. It was like he wasn't moving and, and I wasn't really sure what was going on. It was just like he, he wasn't moving from out from under the bed. And so I just carefully, you know, kind of pulled him gently out from underneath the bed and I could just tell he was just like stiff, you know, just like in like just a shock. And so I gave him a little bit of love, gave him a little bit of five flower spray, like, all right, see you later. Good night. Like I thought he was acting odd, but I didn't think too much into it. So went to bed that night. The next morning I wake up, typically when I wake up, both cats are like right there to greet me like, hello, hello, how's it going? And I noticed that he wasn't there and I thought, well, that's really odd. He always comes and greets me. And so I started looking all over for him. I finally found him. 
and he seemed okay. He didn't seem too out of it. And I said, okay. So I had a super full day, went about my day and it was like 530. I was still on the, still on calls. And it occurred to me that I didn't really see him much all day. And normally he's in and out, wanting attention, jumping on my lap here and there. And I'm just like, I never really saw him today. And so I messaged my husband who was home too. And I said, can you please go find sport and check on him? So my husband uh, reports back and he's like, that something's definitely up with him. He's definitely acting strange. So at this point, I'm realizing that whatever happened underneath the bed had triggered him to go into a state of not participating in life, right? Like he was avoiding, hiding, just being very odd. And so I realize that he hasn't ate and likely has not drank anything. And so I start to, you know, take the situation far more seriously and start to work on him right away, you know, just energetically offering him support. At this point, he's on the bed. I can see in his eyes that he's very out of it. Um, You know, I'm thinking, my gosh, if he hasn't drank water since last night, um, you know, this, this could be a real concern. So I'm working on him. I muscle tested a homeopathic kit, offered him a homeopathic, um, just very, very out of it. And so at the end of the night, um, he did get up and went to the litter box to go to the bathroom. I thought, well, that's a really good sign, you know, that he, um, is had the energy to make his way downstairs, use the litter box. So I felt pretty good about that. Well, I woke up in the middle of the night and it was not even the middle. It was like midnight. I woke up and I saw him. I went to go find where he was. I found him and he just seemed completely out of body, like just not okay. And so of course now, you know, I'm just more hypersensitive. It's the middle of the night. I'm vulnerable, right? Middle of the night thoughts, seldom a good thing, um, unless you channel it. So, and so I find myself going to like these worst case scenarios, right? Like all of a sudden in the middle of the night, I lose all sense of my smartness, right? My intellectual knowing of health. And I'm thinking he may, what if he has internal bleeding? What if the dog did something to him underneath the bed. What if he's like dying, you know? And so within 60 seconds, I had created a story in my head that the cat was dying. And it was just like so fast that this happened. I'm like, whoa, what is happening? Because now these thoughts have created me to feel like my cat is dying. Just like that. I told myself a story of all the stories that I could tell myself, I choose the one that the cat is surely dying. And within seconds, I am feeling like my cat is dying. It's like I've already moved into the grieving phase. And I'm like, what is happening? Okay, so let's pull out the facts. The facts facts are that the cat has not, is likely getting dehydrated, okay? He has not ate. There is definitely something going on, but we know that 
if in the case of internal bleeding, there would be louder communications, if in the case of, you know, a punctured lung or something, you know, there would be louder breathing concerns, right? So I just kind of walk myself through these scenarios. And I also was like remembering the fact that earlier that night, I muscle tested him and it was testing that this was emotionally related, okay? And so I'm like, a, a cat can also have shock and trauma or something that scared them and they can shut down. That is also a possibility. And that does not have to mean that this cat is dying, okay? So... I'm like, okay, let's tell ourselves a different story because just as quickly as we can tell a story of the cat dying, we can also tell the story of the cat drinking the water in the next five minutes. And that is also a possibility that exists. So I'm like, well, what, what can I do to support him right now? Well, in fact, I have lots of tools that I can use to further support him. So let's get started. So I did the emotion code session on him. I got out, um, my frequency device. I put on a, a frequency for stress. I put uh, some, some patches on him, some biophoton light patches on him. Um, I did some energy work on him. My gosh, I have a lot of tools. Okay. So started working on him next morning. Uh, I was just kind of working on him all throughout the night. Um, didn't get much sleep the next morning. Um, still has not drank at this point. I thought, you know what, I better, you know, do some further testing on him. So did some further testing on him, confirmed that he was starting to experience dehydration, confirmed that he was feeling pain. Likely, um, how I felt, how, I guess in the best way to make sense of it, it was like, I felt like he has a headache, like a severe headache. Um, and he's not drinking and that's obviously contributing to the problem and he could really benefit from some fluids that would, you know, turn this whole thing around. So I called, started calling vets. I called 15 vets. Not a single one could take us in. I said, you know, this is more urgent. Um, but I believe that we're just need some fluids and that's likely, you know, that's likely going to do the trick um, for to stimulate healing, ultimately. I also talked with a friend and just kind of confirmed um, who had experience, previous experience working in a veterinary office, like confirmed, like, again, like, if there was internal bleeding, there would be additional signs. If there was this, there would likely be this, right? Like, this is what I'm thinking. Does that resonate type of thing? And she agreed that fluids would definitely be a good thing. Well, getting turned down 15 times, I was like, I think that I should accept the fact that I'm not going to see a vet today. Cause certainly I'm not, this is not an emergency, I'm not in an emergency situation and I'm not going to put myself in a situation to be separated from my cat. So let's get to work. So at this point I made an electrolyte concoction, started to administer just drops of water to him, continued to do the energetic work on him using the homeopathics. And really couldn't go anywhere because in order to do my meetings um, and do do my work uh, is I need to have connection to, you know, Wi-Fi. And that requires me to leave my home and go to my other office. So, um, so I was home taking care of with my cat for the most part. And 
completely turned it around. He's 100% at this point. And so it was just, it was really, really beautiful because as I worked the protocol and worked with my tools, ran um, an energetic scan on him, found a blockage in his skull, worked out the blockage, um, found that some other emotions that I had not found, um, gave him the frequencies to correct that. I literally was seeing shifts before my eyes. And then at one point in the middle of the night, I'm, I think it was Monday night or Tuesday night, <laughs> lost track of time, Tuesday night, yes. Um, I ran a frequency on him of food and within, it was like within five to 10 minutes, he gets up and he takes his first bite that I had seen him take since the the night that it happened. So again, really incredible. Cats respond so well to the energetics and it also speaks to, you know, with muscle testing we're always looking for the fastest way there, right? Like what's the fastest way there? What's the fastest way to make these corrections? And so the fastest way to make those corrections was to get him fluids. That was absolutely the fastest way, but that pathway was not readily available to me. So that doesn't mean that the healing stops, right? Or like there's nothing we can do. It's just, we take a different pathway that may take longer, but you're still gonna get there. And that's when I speak to like, there's a thousand ways and more to heal the body. And there's one pathway, right? It's one pathway where we're working on making the corrections, supporting the energetics, supporting the minerals, supporting the hydration, getting the diet right. Like that along that pathway, there's a million ways to approach it. So that's why there's so many ways to heal the body, but it's all in that same path. It's all on that same ride that you're taking. So all based on those those laws of health. And so for me, it's like, I have this programming, whether it's true or not true, that, you know, if a cat does not drink water, right, things can turn pretty dark, pretty fast, right? And so for me, that was in my mind, right there playing along, right? And so I'm like, that could be true. And I also have tools, right? So because every time that I would think a thought that was a negative thought or a worried thought, it would create a feeling in me. And that feeling is everything. It's the difference between if you're feeling and working with faith and hope or working with doom and gloom. It does not serve us to work in the doom and gloom. That's not where miracles exist. That's not where the magic exists. Our feelings are everything. And the only way to have better feelings is to have better thoughts. I had to take my thoughts and say, what do you know to be true about health? What do you know to be true about healing? What do you believe about your ability to support this cat? Like, come on, you got this. Where did you go? How did I lose you for that five minutes? Let's go. Let's go right? Like, where did you, get back here. (laughs) So the fact that this can still happen to me, right? Like, it's very humbling um, that, you know, I still find myself in these situations where I have thoughts that make me feel bad. But the difference is, right, is like, I have the awareness of what's happening. And I have the choice to change that. And sometimes it takes me longer to choose differently. Sometimes I just want to hang out in this comfort land of feeling bad 
And I have to say, are you done yet? Right? Are you willing to see things differently now? Are you willing to look at this differently? Because you can hang out here and feel bad, or you can just change the way you see it and you can feel good again. What do you prefer? So another thing that I've noticed um, recently is that I have been feeling some anger flare up. And anytime that I feel anger flare up, I now realize is speaking to me not being in alignment. And when I say me not being in alignment, I mean me not being in alignment to my dreams, my desires, my goals, like where I know that I want to go in life. And so when I feel anger, it's like, hey, you just took yourself out of alignment to that. And there's a few different ways that this happens, but the way that I want to speak of today is when we allow other frequencies to sneak in. And right now, well, it's been this way for a bit, but I feel like there's even more so pressing of a lot of doom and gloom speak, even from people who have good intentions. They have good intentions of saying like, you know, you need to prep, you know, and um, be prepared for food shortages and this kind of stuff. And so in one place, it's like, I want to I want to be prepared, right? And then the other place is like, that's not at all my frequency, my vibration, where I'm going. And so when I give you any attention, I feel anger because that's not what I'm aligning to. I have things that I'm prepared. I am prepared. I have food on hand. I have these things. And the more attention that I give you, the more I'm aligning to that reality. And that's not where I'm going. So I had to clean up some noise and just say anything that is not in alignment to what I'm creating, I'm not going to listen to right now. Because what is most pressing to me is to give my mission all my focus. So when I dilute my focus and start giving it to these random things, I'm getting angry. Because those things aren't in alignment to where I am going, to the reality that I am creating, to what I am here to speak on, to what I am here to embody. And so all of this is just noise and it needs to go. So clean that up. Um, Just removing anything that was making me feel bad, honestly. Like that was making me feel like my attention needed to be elsewhere. Nope, I am here right now, no matter what, to live my best life. And that means that I take radical responsibility for my health every single day. That means I take radical responsibility for my words every single day, right? Like I am responsible for so much um, of what I am seeing in my in my field, what I am seeing, what I am calling in, like who I'm attracting to me, like the conversations that I'm having, like, my gosh, there's so much good here. So the more attention that I give these other things, the more out of alignment it was making me. So get back to where I want to be. Because all these things can be true, right? But they also don't have to be my truth. They, they get to be true. They, they get to have a purpose. It doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean that they're wrong. 
just means that I don't have to be plugged into it if I don't want to. And right now, I don't want to. And I also made it perfectly clear to God, to the universe, the divine, what may you want to call it, however you want to speak it, that if at any point I need to drop my mission and focus on preparing, please make it billboard clear. Please make it billboard clear. Like when I say billboard clear, I mean like my computer dies. I can't do my work. Um, you know, like I get completely disconnected from it all naturally. And I'm forced to have to focus on gardening and canning and other things, right? Like I'm so grateful I have the knowledge to know how to do those things. And that's not where I want to spend my time right now. Like I have things to do and it's not that. So Better feelings are so important when it comes to creating the life that we want to live. Because the more that we feel bad, the harder all of this is. And the way to feel good is to have thoughts that are better thoughts. Better thoughts lead to better feelings. Bad thoughts lead to bad feelings. This is the cycle. When I'm thinking that my cat is dying, I am feeling quite bad. When I'm thinking my cat probably has a headache and doesn't want to drink, but I can just give fluids and I have a bunch of other tools that can work and he's probably going to be better in a day. Um, And oh yeah, I trust my muscle testing above all things. And according to muscle testing, it's going to be at a 200 tomorrow. So I think we're okay. I feel hopeful. I feel empowered. I feel wise. I feel in my body. If I am thinking the world is coming to an end, then I am feeling hopeless, perhaps even helpless, despair. When All of that energy is a super suck because right now I have the potential to make incredible memories and live my best life. That's available to me right now. And all it's going to take to have that is to change my thoughts. That's it. Change my thoughts. Because the thoughts are going to change my feelings. Every time you worry about somebody when they don't call you and you tell yourself a story about they're probably in a ditch somewhere Now you've created feelings that are super dark and negative and that's literally doing nothing for the person (laughs) and just magnetizing dark and negative things to your life because your feelings are the ultimate way to magnetize. You see, it's like the more bad thoughts we have, the worse we feel and the more that we track things that aren't great. The better the thoughts, the better the feelings, the better our quality of life. That's how it works. That's like the basic, the basic equation of all of this. And so we have to be really careful, right? Careful is not the right word. We have to be really mindful. That's a better word. Mindful because we, our mind will think that it is the master but we are the master over our mind. We actually can control what our mind thinks. We choose that. 
so yeah, it does take a little, you know, building up that, that power, building up that muscle, but it's available to us. That's why I, I often say to people when they talk about, you know, needing time to do, I just don't have time to do the mindset work. I don't have time to do this work. You know, I'm, I'm living a busy life. I'm like, Every day, every moment of every day, you have opportunity because every day that mind is chattering. And what is it saying? Is it saying that you suck and you're not good enough and, you know, life is hard and gas prices are rising and you don't get to have what you want? Because every time that it says that, it's building momentum for that. It's building the case. It's building the evidence. So every opportunity of every day, you can tell yourself something different. That's our power. It's not, our power is not in taking the two hours to do the work. The power is in the day to day to day to day, hour to hour, second by second. What are we telling ourselves? Are we thinking thoughts that make us feel bad? Or are we thinking thoughts that make us feel good? Because in most cases, we choose the bad, even though we can equally choose the good. Like we just gravitate toward the bad, right? Like we think worst case scenario instantly instead of the thousands of other possibilities that also exist, right? And certainly the whole point of me telling you my story was for you to see like the vulnerability too of the middle of the night. Like there is significant level of vulnerability in the middle of the night. Like when you wake up and it's like, just like so accessible to think worse things. Like it's also a beautiful time to think great things. It's actually a beautiful time to dream and create. Like when you wake up, like if you can't fall back asleep, that's like the number one thing to do with that energy is to co-create. But most people are on the worry merry-go-round and the fast the more that we have worry the faster that merry-go-round goes and when a merry-go-round's going fast it's hard to get off right like nobody wants to get off a fast going merry-go-round it's really hard because if you step off you're gonna fly you're gonna fall you're gonna you could break your arm so the only way to get off the merry-go-round is to actually stop it from going around. And the only way to stop it from going around is to choose a different thought. A a thought that stops the other thought in its tracks. It says, you know what? That may be true, but that's not my truth. I'm going to think something different. And the faster that you can do this, in fact, if you can do this mid-sentence, you can radically disrupt the pattern and you can radically disrupt the coding. <laughs> My cat is 100% better. He's totally fine. He probably had a headache, like I said, from stress. And I could have let myself think that he was dying and I could have rushed him some to some ER vet and had a horrific outcome experience and terrible, you know, because I was in that, I I could have been in that desperation energy, right? 
instead of an empowered state of looking at the facts and looking at my magnitude of tools and say, oh my gosh, I don't need a vet. I am more than capable of taking this on. I have plenty of tools at my side and I have plenty of ways to assess the situation and determine what the needs are. That's what I want for you. And that's what we strive to do in our communities. That's why everything in our communities, you know, from Fiercely Empowered Mama to the Cleansing Circle to Vitalize, um, all the programs from the past, you know, the upcoming program, Femme Babes, which is all about fertility and pregnancy and uh, postpartum. It, it's all about the power being in your hands. And it's a huge reason why the mindset work is key to all of this, because without that, it's just words on paper. The embodiment is a crucial part of this. Because when you embody this, when you make this correction for yourself in real time, that's your momentum. That's what sticks. That's what holds. If I do not live and breathe this, then it is easy for me to forget the power It is easy for me to forget how big of a say I have in it all. But there's so much evidence all around me all the time of the magic and the miracles of this work when we apply it. There are so many things that happen every single day that defy the logic that are set for us in the paradigm of allopathic care and or, um, you know, the predictability, right? Like the predictability is where people are comfortable and that's no playground for me because in predictability, it only gets to be so good and then it stops there. In the land of predictability, you work paycheck to paycheck until you retire and then most people have accepted that they're going to die of cancer, so then that'll happen it's crazy. We have a whole world that's forgot their power of dream and desire and knowing that if it's coming through you, it is for you. And in order to play there, you have to be controlling those thoughts because those thoughts control the feelings that you have. And those feelings are everything when it comes to what you're bringing into your life. Because when you are feeling the frustration, the resentment, the bitterness, the anger, we just continue to attract Things that make us feel this way. When we're feeling the shame, the guilt, the judgment, we attract things that make us feel shameful, judged, and guilty. But when we are feeling that we are important and that we matter and that our mission and our purpose and our voice matters and the life that we see in our head matters and the life that we're living in present moment matters, we show up so differently. When our thoughts speak kindly to us, when our thoughts are expansive to us, when our thoughts make us giddy, when our thoughts make us excited, when our thoughts make us feel empowered, when our thoughts just bring us like joy and expansiveness, 
when our thoughts are like, you can do it. When our thoughts are like, the world is a beautiful, abundant place. When the thoughts are, the universe has your back and is holding you. When your thoughts are, you know what? Faith is, <laughs> faith is, faith is everything. And, and faith is even when it looks like it doesn't look like it's working, like it's working. Can you believe that? Can you believe that big? Like when your thoughts are able to tell you those things, the seeds of hope grows. Like the seeds of what you believe is possible grows. And now you're walking on the path of tapping into all things extraordinary. That's that's what's available. So some questions I've been um, asking myself lately and, and really working intentionally with questions, right? Like really working to zap myself out of um, just like energy that feels heavy, just like zapping myself out of that feeling lighter because light feeling lighter is also really important, right? Like the heavier we feel, the harder it is, the lighter that we feel, the easier it is. And so when I feel that heavy energy, it's like, like when something like, well, I guess I should say like when I'm feeling the heavier energy, when I'm feeling like, oh, that wasn't exactly how I planned that to happen. Um, which like this week, you know, for me was like completely not how I expected this week to go. I had to cancel a lot of things, um, for a couple different reasons. But when it came to the, the canceling of the things or to reschedule, it's like asking myself the question, right? Like, is this good for me now and later? Right? Like that's always such a great check-in and knowing that this is an aligned decision, right? Then if it's good for me, it's good for everybody else. If it's good for me, it's good for everybody else. Like that is law. Um, I don't know if it's law or not, but it sure sounds like it should be because it's just the truth, right? Like if I do something that's good for me, it is for the highest good of all. And that's something that we always, almost always get wrong. We think we have so much programming wrapped around this, right? Of what we should do and you know, what we could do and what we should push to do and what we should prove to do and all those things. So in that situation, right, of like, this is a line decision, it's what's good for me, therefore it's what's best for everybody else, right? So, but it wasn't like ideal. It's not like I planned it. It was just like this, how quickly can I adapt? Because if I can adapt to this, then I'm always going to be left with more. Adaptability is on the frequency of more. So if I can adapt to this and those around me can mirror my adapting and they can adapt, then they're going to have more too. They're going to have a better experience. They're going to have of more of a lesson, like whatever it is, like it's always going to be more. But if we don't adapt, if we resist, if we throw fits, if we are mad, if we're like, you know, like whatever, we block that energetically from happening. We create a stuckness energy. But anyway, so if it's not ideal situation, or if it is an ideal situation, right? Like a really great question is how does it get any better than this? So this is something that you can ask when something good happens or when something like not so ideal happens. Like how does it get any better than this? 
How does it get any better than this? How does it get any better than this? And another thing that, you know, a perfect situation of what, of, of my week this week, of looking at it and just being like, okay, well, I had to cancel like five calls. Um, and I look at my calendar and it's pretty full. Where are these going to fit, right? I can look at it that way or I can say, what's right about this that I'm not getting? What's right about this that I'm not getting? What is right about this that I'm not getting? Because that question, ultimately what it does is it asks you to flex your perception muscles to see things differently. It's, it's, you know, that saying, when you change the way you look at things, the way you look at, or the things that you look at changes. Did I say that right? When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at changes. I don't think I quite nailed that, but you know what I mean? It's like, if I'm willing to see this differently, it's going to look differently. (laughs) If I only look at this one way, I'm only going to see it one way. And if this one way is making me feel bad, this is not helping me. How can I look at this differently? That makes me feel more expansive. How can I look at this from a lens that the universe has my back? And this was the better plan, even though it doesn't seem like the better plan. So what's right about this that I'm not getting? And then another question that I've just been loving is like, what else is possible? And the last one is what would it take for this to turn out better than I could have ever imagined? What would it take? What would it take? What would it take for this to turn out better than I ever imagined? And it's not so much about an answer dropping in and saying, well, this is what it would take. It's not that. So I don't want to set you up and and make you think that any of these questions is going to drop in uh, a post-it note with the answer on it. That's not exactly what you're looking for. What you're looking for is just like asking the question and then leaning back. And the leaning back is just allowing for the energetics to shift for you to feel that energetic shift and for you to know that when you ask the question, it's going to be, um, it's, there's going to be an, an answer that comes through, but it, the answer is going to be more in a sign or more in an opportunity. It's like, it's an energy that's going to be made known to you. So it's going to be opening the door, right? So when you ask like, how does it get any better than this? What's right about this that I'm not getting? What else is possible? And what would it take for this to turn out better than I could ever imagine? When you ask any of those questions, it's just creating space for you to either see it differently, for you to have thoughts that make you feel differently which is going to change your vibration, right? And which is going to change things around you in your field rapidly. Or it's going to open it up to that next better thing to re- for the for it to be rearranged for you, right? And that may look like in it may not you may not be able to look at it right now and be like, "Oh, this makes perfect sense." But in a week from now, 2 weeks from now, a month from now, that's when you can look back and say, 
whoa, that didn't seem like it was going according to plan, but now I can tell that that was needed in order for XYZ to happen the way that it did. You know, and a simple thing, you know, with my cat, it's like, I don't work with cats, even though I have four of them. I work with dogs and I am very comfortable working with dogs, but cats are like this mysterious creature that seem to be very sensitive and, you know, just be very unique. But this was an offering to work with a cat, right? And so now having this experience and working through uh, different things that I did, now I guarantee you I'm going to get cat questions about the same thing. And I'm going to be able to stand with conviction and not worry and say, you know what, fluids would probably be a really good thing, but here's what you can do. And you can get going on this now, right? It's like every time that I experience something, it's not just for me. It's for all of us. It's for the next person who asks me that question. It's to be able to have the conviction. It's to be able to have the conversation. It's to be able to say, you know what? In the middle of the night when I get woke up too, it's easy for me to get on that merry-go-round. But I tell you what, the merry-go-round can spin very, very fast at night. So here's the trick. Get off the merry-go-round as fast as possible. And the only way to do that is to have a different thought. To tell yourself something differently. The whole thing that you're telling yourself right now is a made-up scenario. So let's just make up another scenario that makes you feel better. Because unless I can prove in the court of law that the cat is going to die, then I should not be thinking anything about that. And I should be thinking about what I want to happen, which is for him to be miraculously better and drink water and eat food and to be like himself. I can equally think that thought. So better thoughts lead to better feelings. Better feelings attract more good. That's your little equation. As always, I would love to hear from you. We'd love to know how this resonates. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'll see you at the next one. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you loved your time with me, please subscribe and leave me a review on iTunes so I can keep bringing you the good stuff. And then come say hello by joining me in our private Facebook group, Love Yourself Fiercely. Cheers to you for seeking truth and fiercely awakening.